Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And uh, this is episode 28. Yes, 28. 28. piling up. So um, this maybe is our last episode in this building. Hopefully. Hopefully. We might do like a quick shift or something. Yeah, before I before I leave. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, what, what's going on? Uh, well, it's Mother's Day. It is. On a very special Mother's Day, we've got my, my wife, Jess, who is not only my wife, but a wonderful mother. The mother so of we your thought children. We would, that's right. So we thought we would have her in the podcast. I'm not sure if this is going to be a roast or an informational <laughs> like uh, documentary about me. I was going to say, um, who's roasting who? Well, she can easily roast me. I'm too nice to roast her publicly. I'll save that. <laughs> You're for, not nice, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll save that for the kitchen. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> Uh, what's been going on with me? Um, I am in full like maintenance mode on, on the RS4 RS4. Isn't it always maintenance mode? Yeah, basically. Cause it's an <laughs> Audi. <laughs> no, but just like coming out of winter, it's like all the things have been putting off like, all right, oil change, transmission fluid, everything right. else. And as I'm sitting there under the car doing a fuel filter and everything else, I'm like, all right, I keep talking about getting a lift. I am getting a lift okay. this summer. All right. It's going to happen. So that needs to happen because it's so you're just gonna, are you going to get one of those like little hydraulic lifts? No, it's going like, to be a two post, but it's made for a low ceiling. Is it the one of the ones that you can kind of hook into the floor and then you, you can you can move it? It's on wheels and you move it and you put it away because they have ones that have like little connections on the floor where you wheel it in. You right. like, kind of like pop it in there. I, I'm looking at one by like a, a certain brand, Max Jacks, And so it's like it's a Max full, Jacks. Max is it spelled J-A-X? I believe so. Yeah, I, I hope bet it so. is. I bet it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it got good reviews. It's decent price. And it is like a full, like all the features of a full size two post. Yeah. But it only goes up half height, basically, for my right. ceiling. So you can just bang your head constantly. <laughs> right. Well, at least I can, you know, we're short, so that might help. And at least I can be on like my little wheelie stool and be working above me you instead know, my, of uh, laying in a pile when, of oil. When Jess gets here, you can ask her about this thing that she came up with, which was a an overalls. With wheels on them. I like that idea a lot. <laughs> so it's like overalls that you would put on and it just had like all yeah, kinds of wheels because built in, like roller skates. So you could just like wheel around on your back. Or you could just strap the creeper to your back because I also was struggling with like you're going to grab something and then you trip on the creeper and kick it across the floor. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, that's trouble. I usually don't even get a creeper. I just kind of like wiggle my wiggle myself like I scooch myself because yeah. like, the creeper costs you like an inch and a half. No, it two does. Inches. I do that too, but there's literally, I am not a clean like oil change, et cetera, person. Right. So there was like puddles of oil and transmission fluid on the ground. And I was like, yeah, I'll just imagine what you would do with a 911 then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 11 quarts of oil. Well, 10 quarts of oil. Yeah. The RS4 takes 10. Does it really? Yeah. No shit. 10 quarts. Where does it go? Is it a dry sump? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's not. That's a lot Definitely of oil. Not. That's a it lot is a of lot oil. of oil. There must be some sort of reservoir or something. Because that just imagine. I don't know oil why pan. it takes 10 quarts. I mean, I was looking at the oil pan last night. It didn't look that big. Well, if the oil pan doesn't look that big, there's got to be a reservoir right. no, somewhere. I don't know. All that oil. Uh, also, engine mounts are stupid. Are they the hydraulic? Yes. Okay. Dynamic were they, engine were they wasted? mounts. Uh, I haven't taken them out yet. What do, you, wait, what do you mean dynamic? Is there actually hydraulic lines that go to the mounts themselves? There are little electric uh, sensors in there that basically firm them or loosen them based on engine speed based and driving the, And the dynamic. button you push exactly. on the dash. Yep. Well, and it's special. funny because I remember reading about that in like the 997 GT3. That was like a new thing, like ooh, the dynamic engine mounts. But I never realized they were on the RS4 as well. That's but just what? they're stupid because you're sitting there driving and like if you're in... 
because I, I, I don't even know what the parameters are for when it goes from soft to firm. It's probably it screws all... up your shifting. Because you'll oh, be yeah. like going low, slow, and then all of a sudden it firms up as you're trying to shift, and it we call it jackrabbiting, where it yeah, does yeah, the weird yeah. like the engine mount, you know, yeah. shifts. And so well, that's I'm weird because usually those with usually you only have an issue with that when you have like an actual throttle linkage because the engine moves and actually moves the throttle linkage back right. and forth. Yeah, I don't know how or why it does it on this, but it is an issue. Okay, so I'm replacing those with just some like poly firm mounts, which is a pain because <laughs> that engine there's no room in that car at all. Poly is so you went from like dynamic engine mounts to poly. Have you driven it yet with the polyurethane mounts? No, they're still sitting on my workbench. Oh, it's gonna man. be stiff. Are I you know. sure? Are you sure you want those? I have no problem Can't, with isn't it. Isn't there just solid rubber? Yeah, polyurethane is really, really. They're like aluminum with a little poly disc in there. Oh man, <laughs> why are you doing that? Your wife's gonna hate that thing. Oh, we'll see. I'll, I don't know. I, I would. You're skeptical. I, if I was your wife, I would hate it. And I'm a car guy. Well, we'll see. I wouldn't put those things in. Really? Just get a solid I read rubber they're not They're not supposed to be that bad. Okay. We'll see. Who said that? I don't know. The review on the, the site. The ghost of Ayrton Senna? Sure, yeah. Okay. That's a weird reference, but okay. Well, I'm just saying it's some guy that wouldn't <laughs> care that they're rattling your teeth out. Yeah. Uh, well, she also doesn't know there's coilovers going on the car. All right. Did you so did you order them? Are yeah, those springs they should be up? here like tomorrow or something. Nice. So nice. Our buddies over at 1552 helped us out. With yes, that. indeed. So, they hooked um, us up. So what's going on with you uh, after our cars and coffee uh, episode from last week? Yep. You went over to I went to <laughs> I went over to Street Heat and you're <laughs> laughing about it. I'm curious about this. And I don't I don't want. To, so it was for me, it was an experience that was um, it was really interesting. Like the event had um, a lot of Evos, Evos and Subarus that were like top notch. OK, like there was some like. I mean, there some of these things must have been who knows how much horsepower, but the turbos right. were enormous, and they were all really well done. Some of them were a little too wide for my taste. It almost looks like there's a toilet paper roll, like from Fender. Oh, because they like, had like the full the wide full body. flares that were just huge. Plus, it's those flares that are half missing. Yeah, you know where they I mean? cut them out at the where rear. they cut them out at the rear, probably for air resistance or yeah, something. I mean, that's it looks. I don't like it. I agree, but the cars were really, really nice. Okay. They looked really good. On the other hand. There's a lot of rusty stuff out there too, and uh, we <laughs> like patina wise no, or not supposed no, this is, to be. This rusty. is like where it's full like rust creeping up the fender, <laughs> like eight inches of rust, and they okay. just, and then there was like dirty neons uh-huh. that were there, and I don't want to make fun of anybody's car that they own, right? Because right. it doesn't matter if you're an enthusiast, you're an enthusiast. It doesn't matter to me, you know. If you love the Dodge neons, good for you. But if it was me and I love Dodge Neons uh-huh. and I went to a show, it would be the cleanest Dodge Neon at that show. Right. It would be perfect because I wouldn't. W- it was like it's like this thing where I would feel ashamed to right. bring a dirty car to a car show. Absolutely. And this car was full. The show was full of people that had no shame at all. I mean, now, did you have to pay to get your car in there? It was 30. It was like 30 or 40 dollars. So not in. It's, it's expensive. It's yeah. twice as much as we charge for the show for that I did. Yeah. And um, it was weird. Like the vendors outside, you could buy like uh, Barbies and Dreamcatchers. <laughs> like this weird. So it just had like all just any weird. vendor that wanted to get in. It was really weird. And the, the craziest thing was they had somebody, this, these two dudes mm-hmm. had a Camry. Okay. And they would drive around this lot with the doors open. And you know when you have like uh like, look over on that clip speaker over there that I've got. So a clip speaker is a horn-driven speaker. Right. So it's got a big horn that looks like it would be from a PA system. Yeah. Right? These guys had horns like that custom-made into their doors. 
So they had like three or four of them on the doors. This, yeah. And they were driving around playing uh, what I can only imagine is like ethnic music <laughs> from their hometown, which had a lot of horns. And the music was fine, right? I mean, it's not hey. my type of music, but they had horns playing from like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and it was like, and they, and they had their foot on the doors, holding the doors open, so driving could- around the showgrounds, and it was so effing loud. I mean, everybody was plugging their ears as they drove by, and I just, oh I can't imagine what these guys were thinking that anybody would like this. They thought it was good. I just, I don't understand. It was well horrifying. I'll draw an analogy. It's like you just drove by downstairs. I was sitting out at a patio next door, and you know, nine eleven is quite loud. You have the is that the RSR muffler? It's, it's an RSR like yeah. muffler. And the woman next to me goes, "Hmm, someone needs a muffler on their car." <laughs> so my point is, yeah, but you it's have to all understand. Relative. You have to understand though. My car wasn't. Yes, that person would think I need a muffler on a car just because they, they're not a car person. Right. But this was loud enough that it was doing hearing damage. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was, I, I wish, I, I posted on the Instagram. No, was, I agree. That's, that's more obnoxious. And it was like, it was like being at a concert with just, wow. I, I don't know. It was, it, it was obscene. But there was all kinds of different things there. There was like an old Mercedes W126 that had a diesel engine swap in it with a huge turbo. Thing looked like a handful. That was pretty cool. Um, there's lots of drifting. Um, which kind of made me want to have a drifting stuff, which made me want to have a drift guy on the episode. Sure. So I've been kind of reaching out a little bit for that um, to to uh, maybe have somebody that does drift. So I have I have contact somebody that is Someone a pro that, drifter that does drift. Yeah. So we've been uh, so we're gonna have someone on coming. Do, I'm just. Laughing. Do you even drift, bro? I, I was <laughs> like, I don't think that's the right nomenclature. What you What's, do drift? You, you do, do drift. You do drift. You do drift. Anyways, yeah. But, someone's into drifting. That, someone's into drifting. So will be coming on. That'll at be really some cool. Point. I'm excited for um, that. Starting to run out of places like I want to put guests because we've got cars of coffee and we've got uh, only one episode to ourselves and a guest and it's kind of like Our running schedule's out of places. Filling to, up. Yeah, it's it's That's filling not up a bad a little thing. Bit. No, it's not. It just kind of makes it like yeah, you can be on the podcast in like three months. <laughs> so it's 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 difficult in that way. Um, on Thursday, yeah, uh, which everybody will be listening to this on Monday. So on Thursday, I'll be gone. Okay, um, I'm flying to Atlanta for triple zero magazine i'm going to be yes. hanging out with lee keen who has the keen project okay. and he's also a, a race car driver he raced in lamai he's very successful yep. um excellent driver and he has a an event that he's putting on with a bunch of guys with rally built 911s yep i was gonna say my, the only reason i know that name is from instagram and he has all the safari built yes. 911s yep yep so it's 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 built in that style and the cars are. So we're going out into the Appalachian Mountains to go do river crossings and gravel roads. Oh, wow. That's really and cool. And so I'll be driving those cars, ripping around, and uh, writing an article about it. So that'll be that'll be my next weekend. you going to put a lift kit on your 911 and join them? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> Although, when I was out on that logging road in California, or yeah, it was California, yeah. I, I kind of wish I had one. Cause yeah, was, I bet. There was, I have a gash on the bottom of my car. It's not deep, but you can see where a rock just like dragged across yep. the whole floor pan. Yeah, so it, it would have been nice to have it be a little high. I remember Alex is like, "Do you want me to film this?" I'm like, "No, do not film this," because it was like really rough going. Oh, yeah, it was rough. It was like three miles an hour, not like Yoo-hoo! I got gotcha. you know, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I did a lot of gravel road driving on that trip and drifting, and you know, it's, yeah, it's very easy to to modulate that car uh, on the gravel. It's really predictable oversteer, which is really nice. Okay, believe it or not, it's really really great with the throttle. With, yeah, with no, the oversteer. I, I can see that. Um, but that road just had like giant <laughs> rocks sticking out of the ground. <laughs> Not ideal. Um, so on the way here, though, I saw a guy. So I'm driving down uh, Highway 65 towards another freeway to get here. Okay. And uh, which is like a four lane road with stoplights. Yeah. 
And this dude in this Yamaha motorcycle, which has got like an orange frame and like little pegs sticking out so we can do tricks and stunt bike, stunt bike, right? Do tricks. Yes. I don't know. I'll do tricks. I, <laughs> is it called a trick when you do something or is it called a stunt? I think they'd call it a stunt. Right. I don't know. Stunt well, bike. Yeah. Well, he had, he, he had a trick happen to him. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's not nothing real terrible, but so he pulls up next to me. And he's like, <laughs> revving his bike, blah, 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 blah. We're at a light and I'm just, yeah. I'm like, whatever. It's a motorcycle. I can't. I yeah, can't, it's fast, right? right? I can't do anything. So I, just, I like pull away from the light normally. And he's like, <laughs> making all this noise, like going a million miles an hour away. I'm like, see you later, guy. But anyway, so we get on the cloverleaf and he's one car in front of me. Okay. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see here. So I put it in third gear. Uh, yeah, third gear coming off the off ramp. And I merged all the way over to the far left lane. There's nobody yep. coming. And I just hammered it. Yep. Got on it through third. And he was, he was behind me. And it was, it was about even. So okay. the thing couldn't have been that fast. Okay. But as, as I look back, I see that his helmet oh, no. started to come off, and his helmet like was up around his nose. I could see his mouth. So he's doing 115 what? miles an hour probably with the helmet around his mouth. And his helmet is, I can see his helmet start to lift up, and it was like coming off his head. He must not have had the strap on the what underneath an his idiot. chin. Then, so then I see him like wrestling with his helmet with Noah's hands on his, yeah. on his handlebars. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. Wow. Not good, guy. Not good. No. And the frame on the thing was kind of beat up, so he puts the bike down a lot. Of, I suppose he's doing stunts in a parking yeah. lot or who knows what. Right. But watching that guy's helmet start to peel off as he's, Yeah, that's know, a little... Uh... Yeah, I don't really know how fast I was going because I don't look. Right. But, although I do have... I put a new steering wheel in my car so I can actually see how fast I'm going, <laughs> now, which is really, really nice. I put a 370-millimeter Momo Gritty yep. that's wood gritty. in the car. It's just a... Model. It's like Momo Prototipo. It's okay. called the Gritty. It came in a lot of Ferrari Testarossas in the 80s and stuff like that. Hmm. So it's a little bit bigger. Mine's wood. I'm okay. going to have it wrapped in leather eventually. Yeah. But the wood was cracked, so I, I took a bunch of wood glue and like impregnated it with the wood glue all the way through the... Because um, it kept taking it and taking it. The glue. <laughs> <laughs> you impregnated it? Impreg- well, the, the reason I say that is because I, I was it. putting the glue in and it kept taking more and more glue. Uh-huh. Like, and so then I, anyway, so I put clamps on it. Uh-huh. So I put clamps on it and clamped it down and, and now it's super so now solid. now we're into BDSM. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I put clamps on it and now it's super solid. It can be handled any way I want. <laughs> <laughs> so right. yeah so i got the the steering wheel it's nice and solid so i got in the car now and it's actually yeah. really nice you know what the best thing about having a bigger wheel in the car isn't seeing the gauges okay. it's that it changes the steering ratio oh i suppose so it's it's a little nicer to drive with a little more bit of leverage a wheel. and i used to have a 380 okay and that was the stock wheel That's it was a, from a 914.6 or a 73 rs so it wasn't stock but it was the stock size right a little thinner spoke and it was leather and that was actually really, really nice. That was easy to use, easy to turn, just right. super old man. Yeah, but obviously here's no the best steering. part about the wooden wheel. What? I can wear my driving gloves. Just wait. I have things to say about driving gloves. Oh, I wore my... Did you see me in my driving gloves today driving by you? No. I had my driving gloves on. I have to admit, I feel kind of weird when... Because people drive by me and wave you know, yeah. all the time. When I wear my driving gloves, I'm like... Eh, I gotta just stick my hand just, up. Just like I feel on. like kind just, of a douche with my driving are. gloves. Right. You are. But here's the deal. I don't wear them unless I'm using the wooden wheel. Because a wooden wheel, when your hands are sweaty or whatever, it gets slippery. It does. It gets I've slick. not had that problem. It gets slick. If, if you have a nice one. If you have a brand new wheel that's got polyurethane on yeah. it. And it's I shiny. I have a Momo wood wheel in the MG. Then I you d- don't wear gloves. Then you're driving I'm like not a, an asshole. Then you're driving like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when I had Jess's car yeah. and I would drive that, it was a nice wheel. It was really shiny. My hands would get sweaty. It would get slippery. So I bought driving gloves. So I've never used the driving gloves in my car. I have. I don't. Uh-huh. But now that I have the wooden wheel, I can use them. 
It's legal. Oh, God. So anyway, so uh, before we before we move into our guests and take a break, do we have a sponsor we want to talk about? Yeah, I'd like to talk about South Central Imports, one of our great sponsors here. They've been in business since 1976, and they're an exclusive Volkswagen Audi shop. They have the integrity, honesty, and really the trustworthiness. That's able, one of the biggest things. Yeah, I mean, that's what's important. You you have the stereotype of these mechanics where even you're back, going there. And even back in the day, uh, when I first met Chad, I was a customer. That's how we became. Oh, okay. That's how we became friends. And uh, oh, maybe I should save this story for some time when we have Chad on the podcast. Well, tease it a little bit. Um, basically, uh, I had a nickname. Okay. I had a nickname. Jess and I both had nicknames from Chad at the shop. So, so he gives nicknames if you're a good customer. Uh, is that what we're just, saying? I don't. Know, I think it's just me. I think it was just me for this instance. Okay. I haven't heard anything else about anything else. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> we'll talk about it some other. We got to have Chad on the podcast because I do want to talk to somebody about um, shops and and. I agree. Anyway. And what's cool about that shop was it. His, I might be ruining the ad, but was it his father's? No, it was, um, his dad worked at a, I don't want to tell Chad's story. Okay, I, I really don't. We'll, we'll do it later. But regardless. He's, he's a really good friend of mine, so I know all the stories, but I, I'll, I'll save him. Yep. And friend or not, you know, he, he's a great guy and all of the guys over there at SCI are great. And you can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance, or you can give him a call at 612-722-8897. Awesome. And we'll be right back with uh, my wife, Jess. All right, guys, we are back. What's up, Jess? Welcome. Hey. Welcome to the over the, the final Overcrest podcast from your favorite place. Our studio Our that studio. you're getting rid of because yep. you guys are big jerks. Yep. She's upset because she likes photography. No, I know. And uh, Aesthetically, <laughs> it's a really cool space and it's big, but it doesn't do anything well for the podcast. <laughs> Nothing it's at all. noisy. Nothing and, at all. Yeah. So uh, what's going on? Happy Mother's Day. Thanks. Thanks for being the mother of my children, and thanks for coming on the podcast. And uh, this is probably not your ideal Mother's Day experience. <laughs> no, I did have you that I like that like you finally said Happy Mother's Day, like <gasps> just now. What? I didn't even see you this morning. <laughs> you were gone. You left the house. I know, but we've been here for quite a long time. I said Happy Mother's Day to her before. I did you notice did. that. But here's the thing: is you can't say. Um, Congratulations, and the second person to say congratulations is a jerk because they're only saying congratulations because you said congratulations. Right. So if I would have said Happy Mother's Day right after you did, that would have been like, oh, I forgot. Thanks for reminding me, Jake. Happy Mother's Day. Well, you're supposed so to that's say it before me since you're I married didn't to see her. You screwed me, Jake. <laughs> you screwed me. You shouldn't have said anything because you ruined it for me. Well, I didn't know that. I assumed you would have said Happy Mother's Day to your wife when you woke up. That was the first time I saw her today. So you fucked me. But you, you talked to me a few times. No, I didn't. Yeah. No. Do you guys not sleep so. in the same bed? We do, but she left with he, the kids. He woke up and he looked at me. I tried to touch he his arm growled. and he looked at me and he was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't get after me for like half asleep not wishing you a Mother's Day. Anyway, um, thanks for coming in. I'm, I know you've, I see that you've got a full page full of notes over there. And I've got uh, a little bit here, just some questions I want to ask you. Oh. Um, so uh, what, what <laughs> I get we? to be a fly on the wall between this marital <laughs> bliss. So um, I, uh, when I met you, you I could, was awesome. You were awesome. Yeah. Well, you're still awesome. You could drive stick, which which really impressed me. Um, and you had a Geo Metro. No, a Geo Storm. No, it's uh, the Storm. It was the sedan. The one you had to you had to hit the 
the dashboard to make the music work. Yes. And it was only only AM radio. <laughs> yeah. And you hadn't um, turned me on to the talk radio yet. Yeah. So it was like the worst like thing. Like polka. And- oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's probably the band next door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> has their own Mariachi. radio station. Has their own radio station. But here's the thing is that you went through how many clutches in that car? Uh-oh. One, maybe? I don't know. You went through one clutch, and then when I was still with you, you went through another one. And I remember talking to your dad being like, and he was like, can you teach her how not to go through clutches Here's the problem is that I learned to drive on a stick, but I also learned how to drive a stick from guys. Okay. And guys do not know how to explain driving a stick to a girl. It's impossible. You guys like want to tell us like do this and do this and do this and you keep going on and on and on and on and on and you never stop too much telling information. You give way too much information. Someone told me once that you couldn't put the clutch in on a hill or something stupid. And so I drove around forever like just like an idiot being Panicking. Like, like not going towards hills because I was like, well, what am I supposed to I'm do? I'm great. At, I'm great at teaching people no, how to not. drive stick. I am too. <laughs> how do you know? I didn't teach you. I know. Yeah, well, but I've, well. I've heard you like get ready to tell other people, and you're, it's like five minutes, and it's like no, they've already forgotten the first thing you said. <laughs> Here's how I teach people: hmm. I say I have them put the gear, put the clutch in, yeah. put it in first gear, yeah. and then I have them slowly release the clutch and see that the car will start moving mm-hmm. and go in first gear. And then I'm say to take off a little faster. You do the same thing, but you give it a little bit of gas, and that's it. That's all I say, no. and I let them try it the first time, and that's it. And then when they fuck up, then I start explaining all kinds of things. <laughs> and then I confuse them yeah. and baffle them with bullshit. Um, but before me, even you had a you had a Dodge Neon Plymouth, a, a Plymouth. Okay, it was a. What is the, the it Plymouth was. Voyager then? Right? No, no, not a, Voyager. Voyager's a, the minivan. What are you? T- <laughs> no. It was a Plymouth Neon ACR. NYG. What's NYG mean? Nitro green yellow. Nitro yellow green. It was nitro that ne- green. the neon green neon. A neon Do you remember green those? Neon. Yeah. I I only know that because I saw the Facebook photo. And they they're shared. like a they're a two liter dual overhead cam, yep. sixteen valve, cool motor, cool car, mm-hmm. and nothing in them. Yeah, they were a real strippo. Yeah, they, even the fog lights were empty, so that like the the air could <laughs> go through come to come the brakes. This car, like, how did you? I don't know. My dad found it for me. So he did he luck upon it or I don't know he did I think there was only like sixty three of them ever made yeah wow. they're they're worth a bunch of money now yeah huh can I can I add some context here like what what year what age like this was my first when car was this okay it was my first car so I was fifteen when my dad got this it this was me. right before I met you I was gonna say uh, no, you no. did not meet me when I was fifteen I was gonna say when did you guys meet <laughs> uh, like four, 15 years ago we. No, we've been married for fourteen years, so we met like sixteen years ago now. Okay, Einstein. Okay. Oh, so tell me about getting this neon. Uh, well, my dad, I was like excited to have a car, so my dad got this for me. He goes, "If you now, you need to learn how to drive stick," and that's what I did. So that's the car you learn how to drive stick on. Yeah, he taught you. Yeah. And did he do a good job? Yeah. Okay. You were just complaining about all men can't teach how to drive stick. Well, I had boyfriends at the time, too, who were also trying to teach me how to drive it, and it was disaster. <laughs> so right. stupid. So what happened to this car? Uh, I got hit uh, head-on when I was driving it. Oh, jeez. And broke both of your wrists? Yeah. Oh, it wow. It sucked. No kidding. Yeah. Total the thing. I saw the picture of it. It's like I, I stumbled upon pictures. I sent them to Jake so he could see them. Yeah. And maybe we'll post them up online. But it, it didn't look that bad, the, yeah. the hit. 
didn't look that bad. Oh, I didn't but... realize that was post-accident. I yeah. just thought that yeah. was the condition of the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was post-accident. Yeah. It was like a giant Cadillac or something, or wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was something stupid. I wonder if it just like hit the steering rack and somehow that took most of the damage. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but whatever. So after you, uh, when you met me, you were driving that Geo, mm-hmm. and I was driving a a, a magenta, Ford, uh, pink magenta Ford Probe, <laughs> Ford Probe, uh, not a GT, a pink, just pink Probe, a magenta Ford Probe. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so here, when so we met online, and it was weird. When it was weird for people to meet online, right? Yeah, we're even. Te- this was like 15, 16 years ago. We didn't tell people you met online, right? You just no. did it, and then this was we before lied. MySpace and Facebook. This was like weird times. Yeah, and <laughs> he's like, "Oh, just come and meet me. It'll be great." And I show up to his apartment, and he's sitting on top of this pink probe, wearing the tightest jeans you've ever seen, the <laughs> tightest shirt. I still have them. He's got black hair he dyed his hair black and then he had a white bleach spot in the front oh my goodness and so i'm seeing this guy sitting on this probe and i was like man how did is this how did you guys work out after that i have no idea she was into it i was into it she was like that was like a music good shoes i did well i was wearing chucks how good is that but it was a music scene thing yeah it's like indie emo right and she was into that kind of music so that's probably why she was no i thought you were weird i was like why is he sitting on the hood like that (laughs) i was you were like sitting on the hood i was (laughs) he was doing the full lounge pose yeah he was was like uh seinfeld dude like sprawled out on the hood of his car (laughs) the pink probe (laughs) (laughs) ah damn it that sounds like another so i think (laughs) oh gross (laughs) and after that it I got a, a green Passat. Passat a so I think Passat. that I started your interest in cars because you obviously didn't have one with that pink probe. <laughs> that car was um, given to me. So, I mean, it wasn't my choice. I was like 19, didn't have any money, and my grandparents gave me that car. Oh, fine. It, it was cheap. Yeah, it was a really cheap car. I think, you know, here's what happened. Ah, here's how that, I just, Ah. like, this is like, (laughs) this is why I wanted to have Jess on here, because I don't have a great memory, but if someone can, like, peak my my memory uh, cells that are in my Impregnate your memory? Impregnate my memory. There you go. No, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. So I I was in a, not too far from the studio, I was in a, and this is a car I got from my aunt after she bought a new car and she gave it to me. It was a Grand Am. V6. Oh, if oh, you would have had that when we I met you, it would have been, been over. over. It yep. was a, it was a maroon car. It was really nice. It was a, still in gross. terms of what those cars are. <laughs> it was a really nice one. And okay. It was a V six. It was kind of peppy. Whatever. It's just <laughs> not one of my proudest moments of owning cars. Okay. Um, but I went through a red light over here, uh, just near the studio here, and someone like hit me. Yeah. So it totaled that car. So then that money, the insurance money from that went to the probe. Went to the to buy the probe. Oh, okay. And then I don't know where did that car go? Did I sell it? What did, happened? Did you give it to your dad or something? Yeah, I gave it to my dad because he needed a car. And then I got the the beef the weird looking Passat before. Yeah, before Passat, the yep. one with no grill. Nope, nope. That was yeah, those... way later. That was way later. I've owned so many cars that she can't possibly be expected to keep them in order. But I had a. This is kind of. Oh, she remembered the probe. This okay. is kind of boring. But my point is, is that I don't want to start going through all the cars I own because that would be just absolute <laughs> snooze fest. But I had the the green Passat, and how many times did we run out of gas in that car? Oh, it was the worst. Oh, did the, the fuel gauge not work? It didn't work. We ran out of gas <laughs> over and over and over again. And then, so after uh, Chris, I got rid of that the Geo Storm or whatever because it was okay. the worst. 
And Chris was going to help me find another car. Yes, I was. And I and got I the world's one. worst Jetta. No, but what, is, what, what were you oh, going yeah, yeah. to get before that that your dad wouldn't let us get that would be worth a bunch of money so, right now? And it was only like $1,500. <laughs> there was a 2002 BMW in perfect condition. A BMW 2002. Yeah. 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 Perfect. And lime it was like green. This, no, oh, it wasn't geez. lime green. It was, well, it was like dark. It was like, uh, what is it? Like forest green or something. Forest green, yeah. It, it would have been worth money, but would you have had the foresight to hang on to it? Until yes, now? probably. No, but it, it was, was worth it was, money then. It was. It was. It was, it was like worth someone's, like four or 5, 000, someone's brother was in jail and owed them money, so oh. they were selling his car yeah. to like get some of that money back. But my dad was like, after I got in that accident, he's like, you're not owning a tiny little car. Oh. And so, I was just a boyfriend of like yeah. six months. <laughs> So what pull did I have? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this thing is amazing. It was five speed. It was like tweed interior. It was so cool, man. And you liked it. You loved that. Oh, car. I loved it. But I could not convince her dad, and yeah. I didn't have any. I didn't have any pull back well, then. Should have sold your Passat or Probe or whatever you had at the time and bought it. <laughs> yeah, that it was probably not worth enough money to yeah. to make that happen. You got to remember, this is fifteen hundred dollars, but this is fifteen, sixteen years ago. Fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. So yep. it's a little bit. A little bit different. It's probably like four grand today or something. Who knows? Inflation. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so you got a Jetta GT. And that was I. That was like my compromise. Talking to your dad, I'm like, let's. That's you wanted one. I wanted one. I always wanted one. What Mark is three the Jetta GT? GT is just like a. So it's like a GTI ish, but it's a Jetta. So <laughs> right. like, well, that would have been the GLI. Is this before the GLI was a thing? No, GLIs were back in Mark two. Maybe it was just like the sport package. Yeah, it was like it wasn't the VR6, so okay. it was a two liter A valve. It was a five speed, and it had like heated seats and stuff like that. Okay, and it was just it was a Jetta GT. That's whatever it was. Okay, and it was it was black. It had a little spoiler, you know, just a little factory spoiler okay. on the trunk. It was an awesome car. No, it was the worst car. It was the <laughs> absolute worst. I think in the like four months I owned it, I probably had it for two weeks. Because it just had to keep going back because everything was broken all the time. In hindsight, I think it was like the central door locks didn't work, which is like if that was my car now, I could just fix everything. It would be easy. Yeah. We could have kept it. But the, the dealership ended up taking it back and then um, she got a Ford Focus, a Focus ZX3, which was the best car I've ever owned. Really? Easily. I never changed the oil in that thing ever. I think I drove it like 200,000 miles. No, she I, you drove it. I know the number because I was amazed when we sold it, but she drove it about. 27,000 miles never changed the oil. <laughs> and then I know that the guy that bought it uh-huh. d- continued to drive it for like another 150,000 miles and had no problems. 27,000 miles isn't that many miles. On, <laughs> on just like standard non-synthetic oil? Well, I'm saying I must have driven it longer than that. No. I had, okay. Either I had that way, thing for a long time. Well, we did change the oil a couple of times. I'm just I saying, never did. <laughs> I did. Okay. We were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, so I wasn't pushy and, you know, whatever. <laughs> you weren't your normal pushy self. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was saving that for after we were married. Okay. Yeah. So where did your interest in cars come from? Uh, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was just always there. It wasn't from your grandpa? I mean, I, the, the, working on cars and stuff like that came from my grandpa for sure. But I was always, I remember playing in the sandbox with micro machines. You know, and you make mm-hmm. little ramps and out of sand and you drive them around. And I remember being in the car, riding around, looking at other cars, being like, oh, I really like that. And, you know, I had some, you know, books and car books and stuff like that. And I remember one of the things, I don't know why this sticks out of my mind, but I remember seeing the purple gauges in, in Volkswagens. And I remember just like the purple, purple lights. Gauges. Well, the bluish purple. This is later on. This is like late 
Mark IV? Yeah, Mark IV stuff. Okay, I remember yeah. seeing that, and I like that. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> just have i guess i don't know yeah. working in the garage with my grandpa was a was a big thing yeah like we would go out there and he never paid anybody to fix anything right whatever it was he always fixed it so i mean we did i remember doing uh the, the oldest thing i remember doing on my own car was and the driveway was gravel i don't so the driveway was gravel there was no air conditioning in the house as soon as i moved out the driveway was paved and then there was air conditioning in the house so the house everything got awesome as soon as i moved out <laughs> I don't know what's up with, like, I don't understand. <laughs> They're just waiting to get rid of you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. So, so on the gravel driveway, changing an axle in my rabbit. Yeah. Just, like, kind of, like, rolling around on my back. And, the, and the, you know, my grandpa told me how, taught me how to change oil. I remember that experience of, like, oh, you, well, you put the oil in, and then, you know, you let it run a little bit, and then you check it. And I remember... Uh, all that stuff with him. Just I remember I exactly you were saying the, you let the oil out and then you run the car a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, he's like after you fill the oil up, you yeah. you know you let it run and then you, you check it again. Mm-hmm. And I remember him teaching me how to drive, and um, I learned how to drive on a Mercury Grand Marquis. Okay, is what I learned how to drive on. And I remember him just being like, you know, it was winter time. He's like, never use the cru- just like one thing that stuck on my mind is never use cruise control, you know, and in a uh, in the in the snow and. Uh, well, you don't want to use cruise control in the snow. Why are you looking at me like I'm nuts? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. Because the wheels like, will slip. Okay. But he also, one thing that he taught me how to do that I've always done is he taught me how to rev match. Yeah. So he had a he had an old Mazda 5-speed, I think, at the time. And that's the one that I stole a couple of times. I'm so, it was like he was working on it in the garage. Yeah. It like, so it probably wasn't ready to run, but I would push it out of the driveway into the, <laughs> into the street and then push it down the street and then hop in and start it and oh, drive funny. and then just drive it around the block. But uh, yeah, he taught me how to rev match, which was, which was valuable. You know, now I just do it as second nature, and I always right. have. So that that's that's some that's kind of where my I think it's always been there. Did he you know, also teach you how to change the tires in the rain? Because that's mean? what my dad taught me how to do. To change tires in the rain, <laughs> in specifically the rain. in the rain. Yeah, it's well, like waited for it to rain outside, and he's like, "All right, let's go change the tires in the car." What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. That's the kind of dad you're going to be. Oh, big time. Although Irene already knows how to change the tires. She does. What? So yeah, I, she helped out. Did did what? Your brother doesn't know how to change a tire. No. So how did this? Did he give up after that with the changing the tire in the rain or whatever? <laughs> I think I was interested in stuff and my brother wasn't. Ah, okay. Just like Chris really didn't want girls. He really wanted a boy because he was like, oh, I really want to have someone that I can share my love of yeah. cars with. I'm like, I'm a oh, girl. Yeah, they're gonna pick. I up like cars big time. Yeah, and they do. Um, so wait, so I wanted to talk about some of the dumb, dumb things we've done. Great. I, I can't <laughs> wait. Like, I'm, I was trying to make a list of the dumb things that we've done. <laughs> I like it. Just like living in apartments and things. Okay. Like there's the photo. Oh, with cars. Yeah. yeah. There's the photo of us painting a giant Volkswagen symbol in our apartment. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, why was that something we decided was a good idea? I don't know. I just <laughs> felt like, you know what I, it came from is Chad has a big Volkswagen sign in his shop hanging on the wall. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to have in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so we masked it off with blue tape, yeah. did measurements, and masked off and painted the whole Volkswagen logo on the wall of our apartment. We were paying off that security deposit for, like, years. Yeah, they, they, oh, no. Years. It was, they actually sued us for all the damage that was done to that apartment from stupid car shit that we did. Because Glenn, who was on one of the first podcasts, he painted his wheels in the bathtub. <laughs> Orange. Orange in the bathtub. So stupid. 
Um, what else did we do? That was dumb. <laughs> you did a motor swap in a parking garage of one I of the did. apartments we lived in. I had an old rabbit. Wow. Diesel. Yeah. And I, was, I remember driving it, and all of a sudden there's coolant shooting all over the place. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Pop the hood. A corner of the block was missing. <laughs> Someone had helicoiled the corner blo- of the block, iron block, and it had fallen off. And it was just, wow. The coolant was just shooting out of the. Oh, I'm like, well. There goes that motor. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, a, well, it's, it's so anyway. So we had it, in the, and we lived in a parking garage. In, in we didn't the, live in the parking garage. In the parking garage. Sorry, the, we, we lived in an apartment. The parking garage parking was underneath. Garage. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my my friend at the time, Chad Truss, um, we dragged the engine across the hole, which is really bad because you can see exactly the concrete the, mark. Yeah. You yeah. can see it all, through, and then we heaved the motor into the dumpster. <laughs> And then I think there was signs up for a while being like, who did this? And then there's like a line <laughs> going right to your parking spot. Going right to my parking spot of where we drag, drag the motor across the hole. And then I put, so I put an ABA motor in after that. It was my first motor swap. And I polished that, the manifold you in did. our apartment building. Yeah, we popped it up inside. Yeah, yeah, with the drill. Yeah, this black spray everywhere from the polish. And I think we washed some transmissions and sinks. Yep, there's a picture of that up that I that I we we definitely put stuff in this in the sink in the kitchen and scrub things down. I I found that dishwashers are good parts washers as well. <laughs> Don't do that. That grease never goes away. But at the time, that would have seemed like a great idea. But we didn't have a dishwasher. I had I, one, but I, I hadn't married uh, her yet. Some motorcycle engines. <laughs> I put it in the dishwasher in our townhouse. Oh God. <laughs> Any other stupid things? Um, well, we had that uh, Rabbit GTI that I got. That Which we, one? we did the, the black one. Yeah, we did that test drive, and the hood f- flew up. Oh no! As we're driving, and it was leaking gasoline like crazy. Oh, I remember that. But we yeah. still thought it was like a good buy because it had a really clean interior. It, it, no, so. <laughs> and then I did the stupidest thing and put a headliner in it that oh, was like God. a '70s flower pattern. It looked oh. like a, a an obese person's muumu. It was so bad. I don't know what. And then we had some friends who you know came why? over. As I said, well, the headliner is sagging. Why don't you pick out a fabric and I'll help you do it? And so don't say picked. we. That was you. You didn't stop me. I didn't stop you <laughs> with anything that you did with cars. And then we had a, a, a couple of friends that came over and wanted to help us. And then they cut the water line in it. And then we just said, screw it. Yeah, got rid who of the did thing. that? Cut Nolan the or Josh? Line. What was going on with that thing? But the upper radiator hose got cut by somebody. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this, see, this is like this is early on. I didn't have as much knowledge. All, right. all my knowledge now has come from just breaking shit, and right. fucking Ex- up experiences over and over and over again. Yeah. So, so what do you what do you think the best fleet we've had so far is? The best fleet of vehicles. So like current standing of cars in the I'll, garage. I'll tell you mine because then you can't take it. What, I want to do it. No, I'm doing it. First. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? You're going to say the 911 SC. Jersey, and whatever else you had at the time, like the a Mercedes. Mercedes. Yep, yep, called it. Yep, that was that was the best fleet for sure. Either that, or it was the um, orange Scirocco that you sold to get the SE. That I sold to get the the nine eleven. Yep. Your car and the Mercedes. So have you talked about it on because the podcast the, yet? The two colors of the no. orange, the chrome yellow, and the and the Manila green, and those seventies colors. I was think we, stellar. That was like super short lived. That they were only driving together for like a couple weeks. Well, you also would never drive it. You, you just would choose not to drive that car. That car was dr- able to drive a lot, yeah. and you never drove it. Granted, it whenever nice. you did drive it, it would break. <laughs> but Was that Scirocco a 1.8T swap? It was. Yeah, it was a crate motor that. from Volkswagen. Oh, wow. It was That thing was cool. And I sold it because it was just too much power for front-wheel drive. It was <laughs> just sitting there spinning the whole time. Yeah. Plus, it was like it was kind of like a project that 
had been started. Yeah. And I, I feel like I just put it together. So it never really. It was f- always Chad's. It was Chiraco. always Chad's Chiraco. Oh, you know, I know Chad. It wasn't yours. Because I got it from Chad because he had bought it, filled it up with parts, and he was going to finish it but never did. So then someone yeah. else bought it, and I bought it from them for like five grand with all the parts shoved into it. <laughs> Ended up selling it for 10. You know, and then you left the money on top of it. I did. Oh, my God. I left $10,000 in an envelope on top of the car as the as the moving truck drove away. And like two hours later, I went out and was just laying in the street. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe it was. A, you should have seen me like pop up like. like yeah. And I just ran outside just so fast. And there it was. I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my Holy goodness. shit. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine being some kid finding this envelope, though. Just oh. 10 grand. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nobody's looking for this. <laughs> if legitimately, if I found that in the middle of the street, I, I would assume that it fell out of somebody's car or all their pocket while they're walking. And I would put a sign in my street that says, did you lose something? Yeah. And then they could come to me and get the money. If they knew what it was and they knew how much it was, I would give it back to them. Or you'd be worried it was some drug dealer that's going to come kill you and your family. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the, it was in Mound. Okay. So there's and three points boulevard. So I don't think you can buy that much meth for ten grand. Well, we'll see. Wait, we won't <laughs> see. <Or you> can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Jake. Okay, why don't you get ten grand together? Let's go see how much <laughs> meth we can buy over in Mound. <laughs> probably a lot. It's probably <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's go let's go find out. We'll just wander around so we find somebody with no teeth and see what their going rate is. <laughs> Good grief. On that note. What else you got, Jazz? Oh, um, so you got a voicemail this week about we, about photography. We're gonna, we're gonna I know you're going to get to it, but it made me think, how did you get started doing automotive photography anyways? Well, we talked a little bit about this with the episode with Mike, but um, I don't... How did I... Well, I've always liked pictures, right? So when I met you, I was doing this thing, and I still have all these pictures somewhere, where I took took a photo everywhere I went, everyone I met, met everything I did... For like three years. You just every, documented everything? Every single day. And the photos are garbage because it was like a two megapixel camera at the time. But so I was always taking pictures. I mean, I, there was like, that had to have been like thirty to 50,000 photos somewhere. Wow. There's a just ton. Imagine every, everything you did for three years. So um, as I got into cars, I started taking pictures. And that project ended. But as I started getting into cars, I started taking pictures of cars. And back then, nobody was really doing that. So the fact that I was doing it at all and I had a real camera... It was rare. Like I was the guy that could take pictures of cars, and uh, then uh, some of the some of the people were like, "Well, you suck anyway. You'll mm. never be good at this." And that's that's really all Spite it took for me. Spite is the motivator. Spite is the motivator. That's really all it took. So, like a lot of the magazines you used to work for are gone now, right? Yeah, some are. So, what do you think is going to happen to the rest of the magazines? Are they going to keep going? Are they going to change? Is it going to be all online? I think that it's going to be a mix. I think there's always going to be. A room in the industry for quality goods, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. So whether it's a you know watches, books, you know watches don't really serve a purpose anymore either because everybody has a watch right. right or a phone with a clock in it. Have That's, you seen that kids don't know how to read time on those kind of clocks anymore? So on they're like get, a, with hands, the hands clocks. So they're getting rid of them in like no. European schools for real. That's sad. Wow, that's awesome. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to be a downer. So so. <laughs> Is that, does that make my point invalid? <laughs> I don't think so. So I'm, basically I'm saying is there's always going to be room for like good products almost no matter what it is when it's something that's been around for a while. Yeah. So if you have a good magazine, for example, Triple Zero that I work for is really, really good. It's high quality. The photos are high quality. Plus it's one that's not available online at all. Right. So it's completely disjointed themselves from that world. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
hugely successful. Well, and I was going to say it's almost like the resurgence. So we've gone almost too far to the point where now everything's online. There is no good print publications. Yep. And then Triple Zero saw kind of this this void in the marketplace. Yep, where people, people do want to have that tactile. And I think there's room out there for more people to do similar things because this is just Porsche only. Right. You know, I've been talking to a few people in the industry and I'm like, well, you guys need to do this and you need to do this now. And I don't, it's not worth bringing up who they are, but you've got a huge catalog of stuff. You know, you've got all these photog- all this photography, all these articles. You need to put together. You've already got a good base. Put together something, and start doing a quarterly thing with. Yep. You know, and you say, well, it's, it worked for Triple Zero because people are passionate about passionate about that. I'm like, dude, people are really passionate about anything. Yeah. If it's if it's good photography and it's well written and it's good content, I'm interested. Absolutely. It's almost so. Just to say, just to prove that, I was reading an issue of Vogue okay. the other day, and it was. Um, where were you doing this? It was on my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Not an issue. I was reading an article. Okay. Of, of, it wasn't the actual physical magazine. Right. And to be fair, I wouldn't have bought Vogue to do this. It was just something I just stumbled across online. Okay. But it was an article about Harvey Weinstein's wife. Okay. But it was really, really well written. Like the experience of going to meet her because it's the first time she's spoken out about that shitbag guy. Yeah. And it was just like, it was really interesting and compelling and reading about what she was like and some of her history. And she's into fashion. And I don't care about any of that. But, it was but the compelling. content was good, so I was interested. And I think people will always kind of gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. And when you look at um, some of the magazines that are out there right now, they're getting thin. Oh, yeah. And so it's been this weird dynamic of tons of photographers and tons of writers want to be seen. They want to know people to know who they are. And I use the word photographer and writer loosely. Yeah. Right? So there's tons of people that want to do this. And uh, the magazines are making less and less money from advertisers yep. because they're going to online forums. So then they have less and less money. So then they're paying these other people that have less and less experience for the content because they don't have enough money to pay for someone like me. Mm-hmm. So then the quality is going down for the magazine. So then the quality is shit in the magazine. And it's like this vicious cycle Interesting. that's going back and forth. And now you have kind of like average quality. Some of the writing and some of the magazines, and are it's bad. I know. Like... Uh, I don't want to start rattling off. No, no, magazines. you don't need to. But, but I, I mean, I think just across the board, across the board, it's it's not good. Some of the some of the higher end magazines are pretty good still. But if you start looking through them, you're like, wow, there's less content and more ads. So that's it's it's not good in in, in that way, and it's kind of disappointing to see. But uh, yeah, it's it is what it is. But I want those magazines to die, right? Like the, I want. The, there's no reason for them to be around because the quality is shit. Subpar. Yeah, they're subpar. The paper quality is shit. The photography is marginal at best the writing is unreadable the grammar is poor you're full of ads go away die please die <laughs> and then I, I leave not, space <laughs> leave in space the market. for for the good stuff and let's consolidate right we can leave all that shitty garbage for the internet right i don't need yeah. to see like shitty photos in a magazine i can go look them at online so let's leave the good stuff for stuff that we can hold and, t- and touch in our hands tangible stuff and let's please i don't fear the death of print because print's not going anywhere but I, I, I celebrate the death of all this vapid shit that's just out there. Yeah. I look forward to it. No, that makes sense. So with that extremely long tangent that we just took, <laughs> I have a question for Jess. Did you ever think Chris was going to amount to anything with this as uh, a career? Was it I, always kind of like, well, this is your hobby, but, but come on, honey, let's, let's get a job here. Get the nine to five. Before I, she answers that, I just want to say <laughs> this woman has supported me in all of this through everything that I've done. And I can't imagine anyone else putting up with 
me. You with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just not just me and my ornery personality, but just the fact that I wasn't willing to work at anything else other than this. And you know, I started the wedding photography stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that's she worked forty hours a week. I was doing fuck all trying to get this wedding photography thing going. Mm-hmm. She worked her ass off. I was sort of working hard, but she's the one that really is responsible for basically everything. This, the podcast, me being able to go where I want to go with uh, with the with the automotive photography and the journalism with her, like she took over the wedding photography thing and she's doing that now, which has allowed me to venture off and do this other stuff. And none of this, none of it, Euroworks, this, my kids, none of this would be possible without her. She's absolutely the glue that holds all of it together. And I, I couldn't do any of it without her. I wouldn't even be who I am today without her. I'd probably still be working at Best Buy in the photo lab. I don't know. <laughs> but she's amazing, and I, I love her very much. And everything that I do, whenever you read anything that I write or you see a picture that I took, she's not the one holding the camera or the pen, but she's the one that allows it all to happen. So, Oh, no, so no, I can't say you, that. Now you may no, I thought you were going to be a giant failure. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I wouldn't have. That. I wouldn't have done all that stuff if I thought that you were going to be a giant failure at it. You know. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to fail. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would. It would figure itself out at one point. But I just. Um, I just. He loves when I say I just because that's like my. My pause word. She, I'll be like, <laughs> oh, I hate. This. She says, I just. Uh, I just. I just. Drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, I thought you would be good someday. <laughs> We're still waiting. Someday. Yeah, someday. Well, no, someday. I think you're you're there now. You finally found your spot. It only took like 15 years. It only took you to figure, figuring out that you were a good writer. Like, how did that start? I was always a good writer. I know, but you never, like, Even you never wrote day, for... Like, for, like, creative writing classes, the teacher would be like, A+, plus, you're great, keep writing. You know, it was always that, but I never really tied it... Into cars. I guess I started with PVW. I wrote an article. He's like, hey, can you write this one? I'm like, I guess. And then I wrote it and I kind of enjoyed it. Hmm. And now that that's your, you'd rather be a writer than a I photographer. Would. I would. I'd rather write. And that's the thing that I'm going to do. I might end up shooting as well, but I was originally hired to do this thing in Georgia with Lee Keen as a, just a writer. Interesting. So I would, I, I would rather just write. It's, I love it. It's challenging. Photography is, can be challenging, but writing is always challenging. Mm-hmm. So something I haven't heard you guys talk about on the podcast yet okay. that I'm just dying to hear about is your thoughts on the RWB cars. Oh, my God. I just need we, to... Haven't we talked about this? We have briefly, but I haven't... I feel like it's just assumed. I can't... So I, ha- I wrote an article about RWB and yep. what I think, and I feel that there's no way for me to verbally articulate what you wrote. What I, what I wrote as well as I wrote it. So what I'll do is... Maybe for one of the quick shifts or one of the midweek things, I'll read that article. Yeah. And I'll read it. And that'll be what we'll do for one week. Because it's, it's good. It's angry. It's mean. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a little less angrily and anger. Angrily? Angrily. Anger. Sure. I'm yeah. trying to be a less, little less angry lately. Um, which Jake is like, is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm understand. not seeing it so far. Uh, you didn't know me like, <laughs> like a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll get into that some other so time. So, you, if you had a choice, the Tesla or an RWB car, but you have to keep it that way. And <laughs> oh, it's got to be, it's got to be like one of the poorly be, done ones. Does it have to be the slow? poorly done ones? What do you mean? One of the poorly done ones? <laughs> well, I, imagine like when they started, they were probably pretty good, right? RWB? Yeah. New. Oh, they've always no. been bad. Yeah, it's always been like, well, the whole premise, rough world. Like it's, it's supposed to be, 
It, it, it's just, it but didn't he start out, out with like one cool one and then all these? Mm. Well, yeah, it kind of started out like he had like a, when you look at his garage, it's like a corrugated steel garage kind of thing with like a floor with that's all worn out and there's shit stacked all over the walls. And it's this little humble place yep. in Japan where he and his buddies built these cars to go race. Yeah. Right. Which in that, in that world, <laughs> it's cool. Right. In that rough world, it's cool. You know, it's just, it's just a bunch of guys trying to do it. But as soon as you start being like a rich guy from L.A., mm-hmm. you know. That's one of the ones you'd have to take. The, 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 the fat lace one? Yeah. There you go. No. I would take a Tesla. I'd rather drive a Tesla. Okay. I just, I hate RWB. I just think it's garbage. Um, but uh, when you appropriate that culture, right. you're basically that's you're, what you're, it is. you're trying to, you're trying to, that's, you're, you're trying to get some of that, uh, some of that juice, right? Of, of what those guys are doing. You're trying to, to pretend you're part of that. Or even pay homage to it or whatever. You just can't. You just look like a poser. A poser. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just. And I that dude, I bet that guy speaks pretty good English. Oh, I bet uh, he does. Naki San. Naki San. I bet he speaks pretty good English, but but he, he just, chooses not chooses to because he doesn't want to deal with these people, <laughs> these assholes. Yeah. And he just, I I don't blame him a bit. He's laughing all the way to the bank because it's like thirty or fifty thousand dollars for those body kits. Yep, that costs like. These bucks. assholes with their driving gloves and their yeah, poster porches. Yeah, yeah, those dudes. <laughs> so, so let's pretend that you've got to buy a car right now for our daughters to have for their first car. What's it going to be? A police interceptor. That's it. That's it. That's what I would that buy them, like fast. a Mercury Grand Marquis police or a Ford Crown Victoria police interceptor, just because they're big, safe, they're big, safe, reliable, you know, reliable. You know, that's that's what it would be. I think, Boring. you know, I, it's, the only reason I know that is because we've had this conversation with my buddies a bunch of times about what oh. car we're going to get our kids when they turn 16. So that that's, because for me, that's the easy choice. And you kind of have to assume the first car, it's going to suffer some damage. It's going to suffer some damage for sure. And they're dead reliable. They've been well maintained by the government who, you know, probably spent more money than they needed to maintaining the car. Interesting. So that's, it's an easy choice. Sorry. I Are ask, you going to teach them how to drive stick too? Of course. So I want to ask you oh, about Jersey. Okay. Tell me your story of that car. And I'm just going to let you tell. I don't want to interject too much. Well, interject a lot because I don't have, I don't know. Um, so I don't remember how it happened, but I had money to buy a car. And Chris was like, what do you want to buy? How did we get the money for that car? A, it, a lawsuit. Oh, that's right. We um, won't get into that. We can't. <laughs> um, but so I had this extra money, and I was like, Chris is like, you do this for yourself. What are you going to get? And I was like, oh, man, I'd love, like, a Mark I Jetta. That would be amazing. Really? A Mark I Jetta? Yeah, I wanted a Mark I Jetta. Hmm. Or a Mark IV GLI, the blue one. Okay. But we didn't have that much money. So we found this green Mark I that was super clean. <laughs> in yeah, it looked super clean. In pencil, was it in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it was in Pennsylvania, and it had been. It was a Canadian Mark One, so it was from Quebec. Every, everything was like in French. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which was kind of cool, and it only had only had <laughs> twenty eight thousand miles on it, or something like that. Which yeah. now that I took the car apart, clearly that car had a hundred and twenty eight thousand. Oh, it miles rolls over. On. Yeah. Um. So then we decided we we're going to go get that. We both got the norovirus the day before. Oh, geez. So we were like dead. Yeah. So before we before we uh, tell this story, do we have any other sponsors we want to talk about? We do. And speaking of Volkswagens, why don't we talk about Luther Westside Volkswagen? 
They're the number one Volkswagen dealer in the country, and they have the largest selection of Volkswagens and any used European cars right here in the Twin Cities. They're the ones to check out if you're in the market. Uh, They have their facility. They have great guys over there. Um, Chris has bought a ton of cars from them, as we know, and he has his favorite sales guy over there. You can find yours as well. There's plenty of nice guys there. You can find them at westsidevw.com. All right. Um, So we've got the norovirus we're puking in buckets the day before our flight left yep and then we were trying to decide if we were still going to go or not and we decided to go we we were heroes we were heroes we got there the car was not together it was like the wheels weren't on it was a disaster and we're like dying because we hadn't slept and and that guy so you flew down and we're going to drive it back yes yep that guy was an asshole (laughs) Yeah, he, he was a friend at the time. He, yeah, he was not ended after. Up being okay. after that. Um, did he? I'm just trying to paint a picture. Did he like pick you up from the airport? Did you have to take a cab out there? I think he picked us up from the airport. Yeah, I think he did. And and he yeah, there. he did. He picked us up there. So he obviously knew you were playing. The car wasn't done. It was like yeah. the interior wasn't in it. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what have you been doing? You knew I was coming for like right. months. Right. Yeah. And then there was like the brakes. Oh, the brakes weren't attached or something because it <laughs> rolled into. Like an engine that was sitting on the ground, yep. or and something. It was the worst. Um, but then, <laughs> so we're like, whatever. We got it all figured out. We left, and it, w- it, it could have been speed automatic. It couldn't okay. have been one point six liter, probably. Yeah. I think like pretty four, gutless. Forty five miles down the road, the yep. transmission goes out. I, I got to the toll booth, put it in park. Here's your money. Go to take it out of park. Will not move. Went up, tried to do it manually. Something in the transmission had seized. So we're sitting at the at the oh, booth. Oh no! There's cars lined up. Yeah, it was it was majorly stressful. So then we called AAA because we had the whatever the fancy AAA mm-hmm. to take us a hundred miles. Because Chris, the reason we were driving it back is Chris was stopping to get an engine. Yep. In New Jersey. Yep. From that's where we got went to got the car. The car was from New Jersey. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yep. No. It was. Yep. No. New Jersey is where we got the car fixed. Was it? Yeah, that's where the guy's <laughs> shop was. Okay. So we go to the shop. Chris calls the dude. He's like, we're going to bring the car there. Uh, and this and shop gonna... is no longer around, but it was old school industries. Yeah, he was, was like, we're going to figure this out uh, when we get there. Can we just show up early or whatever? The guy mm-hmm. was like, sure, come on over. And he knew the guy that we were getting the engine from, which was like some crazy 16-valve engine okay. that we were trying to get from this other guy from my other Mark One. Yep. So we got there, and this guy decided that he would help us do the whole five-speed swap. He had all the parts. Right there. We right did there. it overnight in one night. Wow. Swapped the entire, swapped to a five-speed steering rack, transmission, pedal cluster, everything. Did it all in one night and then left in the morning. And he bought us breakfast in the morning. He did. He wouldn't. I think we <laughs> left like $200 in cash, like under a brake rotor somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he wouldn't take any money at He's all. He's like, we'll wow. figure this out later. Yeah. It's one a nice guy. Yeah. It was awesome. So um, then we so then we loaded this engine in the back of the hatch yep. of that car, <laughs> and uh, drove and then we home. drove then we drove to like Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> because it was next to a, a Best Buy because we Chris wanted to buy some speakers to put in it. I got so one we, speaker to put in the dash so we'd have a radio because <laughs> oh, it didn't have a radio. Drive just for the radio, the radio sucked oh. anyway, so it didn't really work out. But we're just trying to like nothing's better than when you're on a road trip. And you've got a manual knob, and you're just like in the middle of nowhere, and you're just like turning the knob just slowly, slowly yep. with your fingers. <laughs> and you're just you're like you find all you can find is some like preacher on the radio yep. talking about something. Praise Jesus! Oh, that's the only station that comes in on like eighty six point five. But that, I enjoy doing that. So anyway, so we get it back home, 
and we find out very quickly that it's not the original paint. This great paint on the car is not not the original paint. Not at all. And it's like, oh, come on. Jeez. And then you see that the original paint was the manila green, the like pea green. And it's like, yep. whoa, that's so much better than this forest green. Um, and then as you start to dig into the car, it's got rust. Oh. It's got rust in the fenders. There's, the floors were clean, but there was rust on the rear fenders, rust on the inner fenders, rust in the battery tray. Rust, rust, rust. Like yep. through the metal rust. Wow. So we drove. I drove it for a while. Until and, it started spewing oil out of the motor. Well, so Chris is like this great guy where I'm like, hey, the brakes are really soft. Get that drop. The brakes, <laughs> the brakes, it doesn't feel right. And it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and at the time we were living in Edina right off Highway 100. Highway 100. So okay. it's not like the best road for like not having not brakes. Having brakes. So one morning I'm leaving for work. And I get to like this four-way stop to get on to 100, and yeah. I just don't stop. And I'm oh, just geez. going, and I'm like, oh, for fuck. And so that's, I think, <laughs> I think that's when we decided that we were going to do, Chris is like, what do you want to do? Do you want to redo it, or do you just want to leave it like this and fix it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was and it. I was like, at the time, I was like, repainting a car must be like a million dollars. There's no way we're doing that. And that's what we did. Yeah. Yep. And then we it just did kind of cost kind of a million dollars yeah. to finish building that car. And then I think Chris knew that I had poor taste in headliners. <laughs> so along the lines, he was like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you think for this? What do you think for this? And I think the only thing he really let me do was pick the color of what, that we were going to paint the car. And then I was think that he, a question. I mean, it was the original color. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he, he asked me like a couple other questions, like as far as interior and wheels and stuff. And then he was like, nah, I think we should just do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the car ended up being amazing. I mean, it was a magazine quality car. I have yet to see a Mark one sell for more since then. Oh, and that wow. was even a few years ago Yep, mm-hmm. that we got, I think, 17 or $18,000 for that car when we sold it. Wow. Which we had significantly more than that. Yeah. In building the car. But uh, that was that was a fun car. I loved uh, the crowning stuff for it. For me, it was driving it around out at H two O on in Ocean City. Okay, on the uh, on the boulevard on the strip, and driving around, and it was great. The motor was super kick ass. I remember racing uh, another Mark One. Yeah, that had a VR six. Okay, and I spanked him. Really? So, oh, what's in that thing? I'm like, just a sixteen valve, you know, which is true, but like also totally and completely and utterly false at the same time. Because you had the Webers. And yeah, it had, that was a crazy engine. I won't get into the technical aspects of it, but it was probably close to, you know, 190, 200 yep. wheel horsepower. Wow. So which, we, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So we also had some other fun times with it, like when Chris thought it would be a good idea to put airbags in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. That was, that was a fun the experience. The worst. Yeah, that's kind of what turned me off from Air Ride in general, was trying to do it on that car. Why is that? Well, the, the air ride that was in that car, um, we're running super long. Is it okay? I know we are. Is that okay? I, I guess. Um, <laughs> we, maybe we can split this up into two parts. Or we can do news some other day. Yeah, well, we're already way over. But um, So the air ride that was in the car, the airbags were t- took forever to get there, just forever. And this guy, uh, I can't think of his name, but he runs open road tuning. Okay. And he just screwed everybody at the oh. time. Um, he sent, so I finally bitched off. I'm like, dude, where's my, where's my air ride? Where's my air ride? This box shows up at my house with someone else's name on it. <laughs> but it is Mark One Air Ride. So he probably just was like, I'm sick of listening to this guy. It was like months and months. Wow. And it ended up the bags were like from Mark III Volkswagen, which is way heavier. So to drive the car around to have it not look stupid, yeah. there was like no air in the bags whatsoever. Huh. I mean, it was just like yeah. just a worn out mattress driving it around. And it's just like 
nothing was set up right. Wasn't set up right. Like AccuAir and all that stuff didn't exist at the time. So yeah. you're all using like manual switches for everything and little gauges for the. Yeah. And I, so it's it's just really hard to make sure that's level. It was just. I don't think I ever drove it drove it once with the air ride on it. Oh really? No. I, she, I was like, no, nope, not interested. And the only reason I put it on there is I hated it. I'm like, I want it to be easier for her to drive. I want her to be able to raise it up, drive yeah. around, set it down. And it's just, it was never right. It yeah. was kind of, I had like a... Um, I was going to say the coolest, and I, he's what like, I remember of the, that. The listener is Shane. Um, he's, he sends me text messages quite a bit about okay. the podcast. He helped me do this cool thing with an, with an Atari controller yep. where you could go, you could move it up or down, left or right. It all controlled relays um, in the trunk with the Atari, an actual Atari controller. Yeah, it was the, the joystick. The joystick would like move the air right around. Um, but the lines were so small. That it didn't move fast enough quite to make it neat. Because you'd be like, yeah. And then you'd hit like this and you'd be like, <laughs> Wait 30 seconds. Wait 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. But uh, anyway. And later, later on, you started on fire. I did. That was like. Oh, electrical fire? Gas fire. Gas fire. So. Um, oh, in the engine bay. I remember this. Bay. This was awful because I had, uh, I didn't have a fuel line quite tight. Uh-oh. And it leaned backfired through the carb. And yep. like melted the wiring harness and all the fuel lines up there burned the hood and burned the core support so all the leftover paint that was used to paint the car was used again i had to buy a new hood it was it was awful i had a hose right there good just to like put it out but i remember like i had to replace the you know the little lever that keeps the door from opening too far yeah the check strap the well it's not strap but check whatever it's called whatever whatever it is the door check that's what it is the door check and the door was open, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get this thing out of the garage. And it was like panic, right? So all yep. this stuff happened within like moments of each other. So I just I pushed the car out, and it just caught the door and it pulled the door, door open and like broke the door check. So I had to like replace that and well, whatever. At it's, least your house didn't start on fire. Yes, exactly. My instinct was to get it out of the garage. Right. Um, but yeah, I just ended up just hosing it off. There's a hose right there. I had had the hose right there just in case. Water's on. Water's on. Just have to spray it. And I completely forgot it was there. And I completely <laughs> blanked, just trying to push the thing outside. Yeah, panic moment. Yeah. And yeah. then after that, oh, after God. we got it all repainted, then somehow there was a screw. No, I. So I wasn't running a timing cover on the car. Okay. Yeah. And, so you uh, just said the exposed. So you uh, could see the, the cool timing gear and stuff like that. But um, I dropped a washer at some point, somehow, into the timing belt. And those, the, 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 the compression is so high on that car yeah. and the cams were so big that it doesn't get any more interference yeah, than, than that. that. So just a washer going into the timing belt and walking around the belt yep. inside. The toothed belt. Bent, bent the valves in the cylinder head. So I had to take the <laughs> cylinder head off and then take it over. And then, of course, I didn't learn my lesson. And two weeks later, the same exact thing happened to another Mark One of mine. So oh. I don't run no timing covers anymore. I know lots of people do it, but that was, that sucked. Huh. <laughs> or you could just run slightly less lift or and something. And they were like oversized valves and just like, yeah. I mean, it was. <sighs> <laughs> that was so, a bad day. So something that has always bothered me is, so we did the Your Work show, right? Yeah. And one year I finally got to bring Jersey. I won Best of Show. The next year, yeah, I didn't even place in the mark. The set the seventies eighties class in the, at your works? Yes. Why? Because I wouldn't let them. I wouldn't let anybody vote for your car. Fucking jerk. Why? Conflict Just because of, it's conflict a, of interest. Oh, it's it's the and that bothers you, Jess. Yeah. 
I still, I'm still angry about it. You, you got. It's two, half the reason I don't. But you got people's drive a Mark choice one that year. You got people's choice. No, but I, I, yes, you did. You, nope. Yes, you did. I've got the trophy well, sitting on my cabinet. Maybe it was the next year. <laughs> so you've got you won best of show one year, and the next year I, I would not let the judges do anything with your car. Hmm. I just, I wouldn't do it. I didn't want her to win best of show Again. two years in a row at my show. The right. car I built. That's shit. <laughs> that's stupid. But you did win people's choice, which right. is fine. What where'd the name Jersey come from? Because that's where you had to stop in New that's Jersey. That's where we stopped. That's where the it. car came from. That's the last car I ever named. Mm-hmm. I don't name cars anymore. It's dumb. Yeah, we, we were only we naming name them because it was. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way we can remember at this point which ones and how many we had. And then it was it was the time of forums too. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So you needed a forum title for yeah. your build thread. And that yeah. was half the reason I'm like not super into cars anymore. Is just how awful forums have gotten. Forums were or don't exist. How terrible the Mark One people were. Mm. Yeah, it's mainly stupid. the East Coast. East Coast car guys are the worst. <laughs> I'm censor myself there. A little yeah, bit. and there goes half of our <laughs> listeners. No. All right, so I know this is a really long episode. Do we want to just maybe cut it here? Do we want to run through some news? What do you want to do, Chris? Let's just, let's just keep going. It's I'll post it early today that people can listen to it on Mother's Day, listen to some of it today, and then maybe listen to the rest of it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. um, so we do have a voicemail here that I'm going to go ahead and play. As you know, we have our line where you guys can call in that number, just as a reminder, 612-584-0235. We'd love to hear any questions you have, such as this one. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Brent. Uh, just calling to say enjoy what you guys are doing. Really loving the show. Um had some photography questions. Um, just thought I'd ask Chris. Uh, I see a lot of people taking photographs looking straight into the sun, and they end up being spectacular. And I guess I've never had a decent camera, and I've never really researched it, but I thought you guys would probably know more than anybody. How does that work? Because usually when I look into the sun, everything is blinding. But somehow these new photographs are stuff I'm seeing is just spectacular. Um, also, the second question is, is there a camera you guys could suggest for kind of a novice, amateur, starter out, taking pictures of kids, dogs, cars, they're kind of like, just here's the industry standard where people start and you're going to want to have a couple lenses or where's a good place to start, I guess? Um, that's kind of what I was wondering. Anywho. Keep up the good work, and uh, looking forward to the quick shift tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. So I think he's talking about backlighting. And when you take a picture of something that's backlit and you just let the camera do it, right. it turns into like a silhouette. super washed just, out. Yeah. Or, no, no, oh. it's just black. You get like a black silhouette. Mm. Um, I, I, I do backlighting all the time. That's like my thing. You know, yeah. it's backlighting. And it's, it is challenging because you have to put the sun in the right place. You have to put the light source in the right place. It's going to work. And then you have to be able to overexpose enough to get the, the, the detail, from, a detail from the subject that you're trying to shoot. And all that is is exposure adjustment. Mm-hmm. And you can even do that on your phone. You just kind of slide up yep. or down. You've got, when you take a picture, there's like a little, a little sun mm-hmm. like right next to the focusing spot. And you can literally just push that up. And that'll help a lot with your exposure on Good to know. backlit subjects. But uh, in terms of like a, a, a camera for amateurs... I have no idea. <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask for, for technical advice just because whatever the next greatest, most expensive SLR comes out for Canon, I just buy it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do any research. 
I don't look at anything else. Mm-hmm. I just, that's what I buy. Get a Sony point and shoot. That's what I was going to say is get like a Sony mirrorless, like one of the A series or whatever they are. Okay. They're easy to use. You can still take the lenses off. You know, they're small. You know, if you're carrying around a camera like mine, like a big SLR, you look like an asshole. You know, you look like a tourist. Right. With this little uh, mirrorless stuff, you can pop the lenses off, put them on, and be good to go. Plus, they all have manual. They shoot in raw. Mm-hmm. You can change the aperture, you know, do different things. That's probably what I would do. I know Fuji sells one, too. And then, uh, you know, Sony sells one as well. That's that's probably what I would do. What about then, just your iPhone in your pocket? That's good if you, you know, if you can figure it out. Um, you're still not going to get, like, depth of field. You're still not going to get any versatility. And the photos are nowhere near as good because the sensor is the size of your pinky fingernail. Yeah. They're like a quarter-inch sensors. They're junk. So, I mean, they look fine for posting on social media. But if you're trying to do anything else, they're garbage. And for still. lenses, just get, like, a 50. Yeah, just get a 50 millimeter lens. have one. You know, that's that's... When you when you look at something, as mm-hmm. I'm looking at you guys right now, 50 millimeters. When you put the camera up to your face, it's going to look really similar it's to your actual field of vision. Okay. Um, so that's that's a good way to start for most people because it helps with composition. Because when you're walking around, look at something, you're like, oh, that'll look nice, and you put your camera up to it. Oh, I was right because it looks exactly <laughs> like <laughs> you know, it looks exactly like your 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 brain would think that it would. Right. So with that, uh, let's move right into some news here. We'll, we'll, we'll go fairly quick. but I just I want to do, we can just do one. I just want to do the Ohio one, and we'll skip the rest. Okay. If, that, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's no problem with that one. So Ohio is basically going all in on autonomous cars. They are. Did you read this? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's absurd. Well, it's absolutely. Well, the idea, the concept of them doing it is not absurd. Right. So but, before you get ahead of yourself, um, this was our Republican presidential candidate that is the John governor, Kasich. John Kasich. The, the moderate of the bunch. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he was he? the moderate. Yeah. So he wants to, quote, make Ohio the wild, wild west for self-driving car testing. Yep. The Republican governor called the March 18th Uber incident terrible but is plowing ahead anyway. The executive order he signed today allows companies to test cars on any public road in the state, including without anyone behind the wheel. You'll always have to take risks, Kasich said on Wednesday while announcing the order. If you don't take risks, you die. (laughs) (laughs) And I just was like, wow. And then I'm thinking, well, when was the wild, wild west? It was like 1875, um, in which the life expectancy was 40 years old. Okay. And, uh, and an adult who lived in Dodge City, Kansas in 1876 to 1885 faced at least a 1 in 61 chance of being murdered. So you're drawing a parallel here. If he wants to make it the Wild Wild West, this is going to be the outcome. It's a, it's a bad analogy, guy. It's a bad. It's like a really, really bad I analogy. I didn't go that literal with it. But well, it is of course interesting. Not, but it's like a stupid, like the two quotes, It's he wants it to be the Wild Wild West. And if you don't take risks, you die. Yeah. More like in this case, if we know that we're taking risks, we know you're going to die. Basically. But I understand what he's saying. He's saying that eventually um, uh, his parents died in a in a drunk driving accident or whatever. That, yep. Yep. So he's you know he's kind of personally invested in this, and he wants. Um, and it's true. Once autonomous vehicles kind of take over, mm-hmm. it will be safer. But as always, I'll say life without risk is boring. So, can you, when you're driving an autonomous vehicle in the future, when you're drunk, can you still do that? As of now, no. But in the future, why not? Well, the laws have to catch up because yep. you're still considered an operator of the vehicle, even if you're not controlling the car. And so, yeah, the yeah, laws so still apply. The question regard. is, you'll, you'll, there'll have to be some way to prove that, no, 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 it's in autonomous mode the whole time. Right. There's got to be a way to prove that. Once. Well, I'm sure there's going to be logs of everything then. Oh, yeah, they're going to be watching. They'll, That's they will, true. They will be watching. I just watched this movie, actually, um, called... 
who gives a shit? Because I don't remember. But it was on Netflix. <laughs> With it was Clive called, Owen? Oh, it was called Anon. A-N-O-N. And it's on Netflix. It's good. It's got Clive Owen in it, who I really, really like. He's a babe. Okay. Sure. Okay. I, I agree with you. But in this movie, <laughs> you have investigators that um, you have like a chip in your eye that records everything you do everywhere you go, everyone you met. And you go. And so then if something happens, you the, this guy, this investigator has access to this, these files. You go and you sit next to him and he looks at you and it, everybody's on a network. So they can go to any network and probe and find out where you were, what you were doing. Okay. And it reminded me the other day of when we were talking about how Google will be scanning environments. And logging the environments that they scan. Did I? Did we talk about this? I don't remember this conversation. Okay, so um, basically, there was a forum that Google did where they revealed that everything because they have to be able to tell what happens in an accident, right? Right. So the the car is constantly scanning with lidar and cameras, infrared, everything. So it's seeing the entire environment around it at all times. So this information is logged oh, by Google sure. with the car, right? And will be provided to the government upon request. Wow. So, I suppose because they have documentation now of everything. They have, everything. Wow. Everything that everywhere the car is, it sees everything. Yeah. And they will share that data with the government. Which is like I mean, I don't know if that's that crazy because just think there's like security cameras everywhere. So if a crime's committed, they go and they get the security camera footage. Yeah, but this is it's getting a little dystopian. Like when it's like scanning the actual environment and they can maybe I don't know if they can do like three D they can look at where people are, what, what they were doing, who they were talking to at any time. Think of all these vehicles driving around. It's just it's yeah. like just another step towards I don't even like all the cameras around really. No, I agree. You know, but, but I guess I'm just always operating under the assumption like there's a record of things. You're always operating around the assumption that the government is benevolent. That's what you're always operating mm, on. No, but I know what you mean. You think everything is a conspiracy. When I talk about stuff, you're like, oh, that sounds like a conspiracy. No, no I th- my true. point is I think you think everything's a conspiracy. You're a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, no, things are good. Be optimistic. Yeah, what could happen? They're just watching us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably one on us right now because we're across from the Union Depot right now. True. Someone knows we're here. There's a drone following us, you guys. Sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's do our last segment. Grind my gears. Let's right. See if Before can... I do that, let's talk about our last sponsor here. Last but not least, Further Performance. They're a local Twin Cities-based automotive specialist. They truly love European cars, and they are actual enthusiasts. That shows with the work that they do for you, your car, their client, whether that's maintenance, a full restoration you want done to your vehicle, or maybe a big horsepower build. Whatever it is you need, you can find them at fptuned.com. That's F-P-T-U-N-E-D.com. All right, so we touched on this earlier, but I want to grind Clarissa's gears here, or maybe just the Cluel's gears. She wasn't Uh here for this, so. Okay, she she wasn't here. Um, Driving gloves are stupid. They you are, are a pretentious stupid. asshole when you drive your when you have your driving gloves on. Oh, let me put on my Porsche crest hat and <laughs> let me put on my driving gloves here because it's very serious business driving. And I need the, my gloves on and, and, and his loafers and my loafers to match. I always used to make fun of people with loafers. Now I drive around in boat shoes with no socks. <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, so what is that? What's that dude that you like? That's super hot. The blonde guy. I'm not really into blondes. R- uh, I, Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling. What's the movie with Ryan yeah, Gosling? Drive? Where he drive. Drive. drive <laughs> movie? Yeah. Did you think he's a pretentious fucking retard in that movie? Totally. Have you seen it? Yeah, I know. I really do like that movie, and I'm trying to figure out how I can defend my <laughs> position here. 
<laughs> See, here's the he thing. He wears driving gloves in that movie. I know he does. Because he's a driver and he's a professional. Well, I think that's more because he's a criminal and now he's not leaving fingerprints on things. I think that's how you'll justify it. So if you're going around stealing cars and you don't want to leave fingerprints, then you have a purpose for your driving gloves. Right now, you're just an asshole. So why doesn't he just wear rubber gloves then? They'd be a lot easier to get on and off. There's no snap. Leather is more durable. Oh, so it works well while you're driving with this durability and tactile feel. Yeah, you don't need them. You do need them. On a wooden steering wheel, when it Did gets slippery. Did you have a wooden steering wheel before when you were using them? I know. I've only used them with a wooden steering wheel. So, I'm serious. So when I had Jersey, it was a That's wooden That's a lie. There's a video of me doing it with my white <laughs> Porsche on YouTube. That's the exactly. yeah. Yes. And okay. I got so many comments on that YouTube uh, Same video. What? what a douchebag. No this kidding. Guy and, his, and his leather gloves. It's what a so clown. It's so stupid. Because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm really serious. I got to put on my all my... I feel like I should be screwing a silencer on like a Beretta. <laughs> right. <gloves. Yeah. laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. If you're like some hitman or something. Something that makes sense. But no, you're just an asshole with your driving gloves. Maybe you don't know me, Jake. <laughs> you better watch your step. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I really do like them with with wooden steering wheels. Yeah, when nice. I had Jersey, my like I was always so nervous because every time I drove it, it broke down. Yeah. And so my hands would get super sweaty. And okay. so I had he got me some driving gloves, uh-huh. the fingerless ones with the oh netting on the outside. I totally wore those all the time. Because yeah. otherwise I would literally just like, whoa. Go flying around. Spill your drink everywhere, just like you did. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, well, our listeners will chime in that you are an asshole with your driving gloves. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I probably am. Is it more of an asshole because when he's done wearing them, he takes them off? Oh, you got to lay them over the steering wheel. For everyone to see. (laughs) Yep. I just yes. posted a picture of them on my... I know you did. That's what made me think of this. Oh, man. And I was just shaking my head, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this up. Just to be fair, only a wooden steering wheel. If you do it with a leather or a suede other steering wheel, you're suspect. But if you're doing it with a wooden wheel, it's all done in the past. (laughs) Very rarely. Very rarely. And I will make the counterpoint that, like I said, the MG has a nice Momo wooden wheel. Never needed Is it worn in or brand new? It's new, yeah. Is it super shiny? It's shiny. Then you don't sweat enough. Okay. Drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, Jake is dehydrated. (laughs) All right. Well, in all seriousness, thank you, guys. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, social media. Uh, Give us a call on that number where you can leave us uh, some voicemails. Um, And be sure to go on iTunes as well. Give us a five-star review or whatever it is you think of us and share with your friends. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. And Jess, thanks for coming on and being here for Mother's Day. Ah, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.